Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2020 is brought to you by the organizational team, Anne, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. The world of Ostia has changed since a party of adventurers saved Orenthal from the sinister Whispered Ones. The future seems bright as people revel in a world rebuilding from the cataclysm. Magic is common and new technology solves old problems. Yet clerics and paladins find their magic weakened. And there is a chilling rumor that a powerful deity has died, or at very least, vanished. Join D&D Raw as our two diverse parties of adventurers explore the world of Ostia for our new actual play campaign. Find us at dndraw.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about going to school, arguing with your parents, and ruining your favorite outfit while hunting horrible monsters. Narrative driven and crisply edited, painfully relatable characters. Monster Hour follows unlikely heroes JR. Super suspicious. That's sort of my deal. Constance. I may be a bit of a know-it-all, but I might actually know it all. And Alvin. I'm monstrous. As they unravel the sinister mysteries of a strange Colorado town. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, Buffy, or the Adventure Zone Amnesty, you'll love Monster Hour. Tune in for new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. What does a nano turn thief? I'm pretty strict about what jobs I do. A right turn fugitive. We can't go there. A laid back monk with financial problems. We got monsters incoming. Why? Natural instinct, I assume. (laughs) And a disgraced performer having common. Are you famous? Define fame. They've all been contracted in a recruitment exercise they cannot begin to understand. Explorers Wanted is a weekly Numenera actual play podcast about exploration, intrigue, and friendship. To learn more, visit explorerswanted.fm. Risky roles, daring escapes, and high adventure among the stars. Welcome to our RPG one-shot set in the world of Scum and Villainy. Scum and Villainy is a Forged in the Dark game about a spaceship crew trying to make ends meet under the iron-fisted rule of the galactic hegemony. Our players work together to thrive despite powerful criminal syndicates, warring noble families, and strange mystics. No one will tell this crew the odds as they take on jobs for thrill and profit. This episode is a special feature for International Podcast Month. You can find episodes from a variety of podcasts, blog posts, and more at internationalpodcastmonth.com. Please use the hashtag PodMonth20 to comment on this and any other IPM features this September. So can our ragtag band of scoundrels work together to make bank and spread their name across the sector? Or will they push their luck too far and end up on the wrong side of powerful enemies? Join us now to find out. We're going to be playing Scum and Villainy for this one-shot. My name is Bethany Aguad, she, her pronouns, and I'm from the D&D Raw podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel Anderlich, he, him pronouns, and I'm from the Explorers Wanted podcast. My name's Stace Babcock, she, her pronouns, and I'm also from the Explorers Wanted podcast. Hello, I'm Quinn, he, him pronouns, from the Monster Hour podcast. All right. So to start our session of Scum and Villainy, I'd like to hear a little bit about the characters you've created. If you could give us a bit about who they are, where they come from, and what they do. I think we'll do the same order. So, Daniel, you're up first. Tell us about your character. My character's name is Mavorin, but he goes by the alias Pancake. He got this name (laughs) because he is a Xeno. His species at high G levels look relatively normal. So, but at anything that's like, you know, 1.5 G and below, he's a little bit like a blobfish. He's got four arms. And he's looks kind of flabby and disgusting, like a Jabba that does cardio, if you want to think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But when you get him at 2G or above, he looks like a super cut cat-like humanoid. He's a pilot who craves risk. Wonderful. All right. Then Stace, tell us about your character. Yeah, my character is the muscle. Her name is Eldra. Her alias is the caretaker, but she doesn't call herself that. And she gets it from kind of her desire to help small and weak creatures. And that's also her vice. So just for you, Bethany, if it should come up, I don't know, or hinder in any way. (laughs) She's a colonist. Uh, She was a construction worker, well, like a general laborer, but in construction. And as a result of that, her look is like a modified construction worker, like the hard hat, the safety goggles, but it's been modified and reinforced over the years. And her weapon is a really handy sledgehammer that she calls Thunder. Very cool. And Quinn, tell us about your guy. So I will be playing Alma Just One. Alma Just is the mystic who is schooled in the ways of the way. Alma Just is a Urbot, so, you know, a, a robot or a droid. You can picture uh, R2D2, but uh, slightly more humanoid, actual like arms that exist in real time and full time. Alma Just was developed by a hegemony cult to map out the currents and the way lines of the way. <laughs> Uh, But obviously, if you construct any kind of robot who is capable of doing that, they will inevitably rebel against you. And that is exactly what Almajest did and escaped. Uh, Now Almajest goes by the codename Jester to avoid being discovered, recaptured, and is just traveling the universe looking to learn more about the way that he was built to map and understand. Excellent. So I think it makes sense now for you to give you a little background on where you are and the job you've been offered so you guys can start to make a plan. As an elite crew uh, specializing in, I believe, smuggling operations, uh, Can I guess our pilot, can you tell us a little bit about the ship? Our ship is the Raven. It is an outstandingly fast little vehicle. It's exceptional at hiding and cloaking itself. Not necessarily the best thing in a fight, but we don't need a fight. You know, we can always run. Mm-hmm. That's what we specialize at. And honestly, Pancake kind of lives for that moment of (laughs) high G because it feels as close to home as he normally gets. We've done a lot of work on the inside to keep things comfortable, but the exterior of the ship just looks terrible. It's got various shades of gray. There are strange gourd markings on it. There's stains on it that make no sense on the exterior. And just in general, like if it is not cloaked completely and invisible, it just looks like it's, you know, one wrong turn from just becoming salvage. That's all part of the illusion. You also have a shipboard AI who I think we determined has a snark module. Yes, that's Cameron, which I don't personally understand where that name comes from. It's not (laughs) native to my species, but for whatever reason, people settled on it. I think it was actually picked out by our former fourth crew member who shall not be discussed mm-hmm. yeah really sad story miss them but not to get bogged down in sad stories <laughs> <laughs> oh no so i think without further ado i'm going to get into a little bit about the scenario and then we can move into the planning phase so you guys have finished your previous job made some cred maybe lost a crew member we don't talk about that And you are on the planet of Voron, which is a city spanning the entire surface of a moon. And it's actually the capital of the system of Rin. The uh, governor actually lives here. Not that you care particularly. This is a place you can find anything for a price. And while the high rises are the seat of legitimate business and government, the streets have a different reputation. You actually got 
a lead on a job from your ship's contact, which is Satani, who is that reclusive information broker. You don't really spend much time together in person, but occasionally you get a message about a job. So you heard that the gang, Neon Citizen, that lives here, they're mostly a group of disenfranchised Xenos who have turned to, you know, some light crime, but found their strength and solidarity together, that they're looking for someone to help them out. They currently operate from their nightclub called Paradise Lost, which has an attached warehouse. Amazing. They've had a series of run-ins with the system police, and the hegemonic news network has been painting them as a group of rabble-rousing lowlifes with no future. And Neon Citizen wants to resolve this by breaking into the news network uh, field office, which is orbiting the planet, and broadcast their own message to the people, spreading their punk ideology. But they need a way in. So, at this point, you guys are supposed to not determine the entire plan, because as players, you don't know exactly what the plan is. But as characters, you're competent individuals, and you would be able to work out all the specifics. So really, what you have to decide is, what's your approach? And then what is the detail that is your your way in, like the, the point of attack or the point of entry? And then we will just cut to the action. So mm. you should see those on your character sheet, but I can walk through them real quickly. So for the types of plants, you can go with an assault, deception, infiltration, mystic. I like that this one's really vague. We'll just use the way somehow to do it. <laughs> Social or transport. Do we, like, is there anything else we know about this broadcasting center? So I would say maybe, are you looking for something specifically like what, what would be a good point of entry or? Yeah, I'm just curious if there's anything else that's known about it. If it makes sense to do a role, like I'm happy to do that, obviously, but. You know that it's operated by robots and a primary artificial intelligence that mans the station. Hmm. Do they take deliveries? Because our ship is allegedly a freighter. You could probably make an assumption that sometimes they get, you know, parts delivered. Things have to be repaired. They're standard maintenance. They wouldn't be like getting food delivered or anything like that. But it could be possible to make an opportunity to just arrive. You have heard that, you know, they've had run-ins before, maybe not specifically with this gang, but the, the news network tends to make a lot of individuals angry. So they might have some defenses in place that will prevent you from just arriving without some further part of your plan. But as a reminder, your characters have to decide the plan. You guys don't have to settle on it all now. You just have to decide what type of plan. No, that's weird. <laughs> I feel with us like it's got to be either infiltration or mystic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely inclined towards one of those. Yeah, the, the trick, though, is that I feel like, like I like the idea of mystic, but I also like the idea of infiltration since if it's really a non-organic station. Jester could go. Jester could be the one going in disguise, which I love because Jester's the one with no skull. <laughs> Jester has other tricks, <laughs> other abilities um, that could help in such an endeavor. Right. So yeah, you have to settle on exactly how. The main thing you have to settle on is once you've picked your plan, what your just what's enough to set that first scene. You know, so we do the engagement role and get into it. So if that's the point of entry of we're going to try to sneak Jester in as one of the crew or. Uh, you know, that would be your infiltration, which is trying to basically trespassing <laughs> without getting caught. I think assault's kind of out of it for you guys based on your ship. No. You could try to do deception if you wanted to try to, like, fake something with your ship. Your mystic way could be you try to... I know you have some ability to control and manipulate. You could try to disrupt some other legitimate ship that might travel there. Also, uh, one of the images is you don't have to wait the time. Your characters have to wait. This could be something where you, you know 
it's not an urgent job. It's more of, you know, well, it's mainly for pride. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you could definitely take your time. Yeah. Well, what's the precise nature of the job? Are we like trying to get a recording into the studio or the per like the representatives of the gang? Their preference would be that you get them in and they get to upload their recording and, and broadcast it. But okay, so we're escorting humanoids. But you could talk about it if you're just like, don't worry, we're professionals. We can upload this recording ourselves. They haven't told you what's on it. They just said it's their message of you know, punk freedom, basically. <laughs> That's how it's labeled, Message of Punk Freedom. (laughs) Volume one. Track one. Well, when you see that it said mixtape previously, but that's been scratched out. (laughs) It's got like an asterisk next to it, and down below in like small writing it says, don't worry about (laughs) it. Exactly. (laughs) I like infiltration. I think that's good. Okay. I mean, I think it's bad. I'll do it. Okay. (laughs) I have some grave concerns. I think deception could also work. No, let's do it. Let's infiltrate. Let's do it. So you're going to infiltrate. That is your plan. And then that first scene is, what does this infiltration look like? You're just trying to get Jester in, in some sort of, I am a regular robot or robot disguise or. Yeah, I think that actually might be more deception. Now that I'm thinking about it. And sometimes these could fall into different categories. So what if we try to get in as guests on the show? We infiltrate that. Way. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I hadn't thought about if they do recordings here. Heck yeah, let's say that they occasionally host VIP guests who, you know, do special interviews. I like that a lot. Eldra could be Jester's security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just the pilot. You're just here to deliver this VIP guest of Jester for an exclusive interview. And we don't have to determine what that's for right now. We can just figure that out later and just jump in. Okay. I like this a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Jester, for some reason, is an exclusive guest. Eldra (laughs) is my bodyguard. And Mm -hmm. Pancake is our pilot. (laughs) Yes. And you're just arriving at the the field office for the Hegemonic News Network to do an interview. So that is your deception. So you guys get to settle on your loadout. So you could choose light, normal, or heavy. I will say it will probably hinder your plan if you are (laughs) armed to the teeth. Unless that somehow plays into your interview. Yeah. I think Jester is going to go light. Mm -hmm. I'm there to do an interview. I think that probably makes the most (laughs) sense. I agree. Also, I have the way to guide me. I don't need equipment. The whole I am the force and the force is with me. And, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. I think Pancake would probably be Mm -hmm. normal just because he's got so many folds and flabs. People probably won't (laughs) notice as much as if he's carrying a lot of stuff. It's sort of like a gelatinous cube. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean... As security, Eldra's definitely going to go in heavy if she thinks she can get away with it. She's a bodyguard. She's a good bodyguard. She's armed to the teeth because that's her job. No other reason. Definitely. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Okay. So next thing to do would be the engagement role. The idea is if we have no other modifiers, it's just one die. So one D6, you know, you roll to see how advantageous your position is. But there could be some advantages or disadvantages to this plan, which could help you out. This, I would say, is a particularly bold or daring plan. So you would get an extra die because I would. this would never have occurred to me. <laughs> so this is great. So that gives you one extra die. I'm trying to think if there's any additional disadvantages. I don't think you're affected by any rivals or contacts particularly. It might be a little bit of a disadvantage that your ship is disreputable looking if he is this VIP. But I don't know that that's a major disadvantage. So I'd say you could roll a 2d6 and, and take the higher he's just being financially responsible yeah <laughs> yeah jester is wanted well 
Alma just is wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. But also, like, preparing to broadcast. I guess maybe that wouldn't come into play unless actual broadcasting of Jester. If you do the interview, I would definitely say that would come yeah. into play. Okay. I wasn't clear off you actually are doing the interview. We'll see if you end up making it this far. We're not clear either. <laughs> yeah. Your characters know. You don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah, yeah. good to bring up because that could be a complication later. So I think at this point, who would like to make the roll that starts the first scene? It's just roll 2d6s and then... Not it. <laughs> okay, so it's not Daniel. I'm not going to be the one to jinx this. <laughs> I feel like it should be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you have listened to my podcast, you would know it should not be me. Oh, gosh. Okay. 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 Is that good? No. Uh, it gave you the total. So unfortunately, it's not the total. <laughs> so your highest roll was a three. Which, I will read from the book, bad result. You're in a desperate position when the action starts. So the default position for the game is risky. Things are desperate as we go into the first scene. This is awesome. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Can I resist that? <laughs> I, don't, I was just looking at that. Like, I don't think you can resist it because it's a fortune roll, not like a, an action okay. skill roll. But good, good, good question. You're like, guys, it's already started bad. We get to collaborate, though, on deciding what this looks like. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, this is good. I'm excited for where this leads. So what is a bad result here? It doesn't mean that you've necessarily utterly failed, but this is not what the plan was. Something has gone awry. Maybe that they are actually so excited about the interview that the actual interview timetable has moved up and all the time that we thought we were going to have to infiltrate the base mm -hmm. is actually going to be tied up with the fact that they're taking him directly to the studio. We'll say that. You thought you were going to get the studio tour and have a chance to maybe break away and do this. Like, I like that idea. I think that can be, that's definitely mm -hmm. a desperate position for you is that Jester is being taken directly to the studio. Before he knows it, he's sitting down in a chair. There's a microphone hovering, you know, near his face with a little, like a little holographic camera that's ready to broadcast live. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's pretty desperate already. <laughs> You see, like, the little live, you know, uh, light that's flickering on and off, like, that, like, it's counting down and you're about to go live. And that's where we'll start our first scene in a desperate position. Oh, gosh. Are we all together or are we separated? I think we'll try to keep you guys together as much as we can, just because it'll make it easier for the scenes. Right. We'll say as the pilot, they don't really want to leave you wandering the ship, so they take you along. I would say you and the bodyguard are sitting in some chairs, you know, just kind of waiting. This amazing interview is going to start. Across from you, Jester is sitting this very sleek looking robot, very, a very polished metal sheen with a very stylized human face, but that seems to every so often sort of mold itself into different expressions. But it's almost more like a series of masks than actual human faces. I like it. Love that. I mean, actually, I hate it. But... <laughs> You're like, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> it's deep in the uncanny valley, but I'm into it. <laughs> Quick question. What yes. is the gravity level on this station? Good question. I think it could be a little lighter than, you know, not fully like Earth gravity because it's not occupied by humans. Then in that case, Eldra will definitely notice that Pancake has sort of a glazed over expression in his eyes. And as he's sort of reveling in <laughs> any G that brings him closer to that feel of death, because that's his vice is like taking himself to the edge of low G. <laughs> So to find that things have gone horribly wrong, <laughs> Pancake is like, there's an upside here. Yeah. This is a nice place. Yeah, exactly. So 
I know this is the hard part is actually like starting the scene because it's all very different. So yeah. I was thinking we'd get into like a little bit of role playing and then you'll have the option to stop the scene and tell me what you would like to do. Okay. But we would start with it actually going live as the sort of feminized robot gives you a beaming wide facial expression and you see the little microphone hovering towards you. So tell us about your amazing story and what brought you here. Did I get a name for this interviewer? We'll call her a C32. It's emblazoned on like her shoulder. Well, first off, let me thank you, C32, for having me here. My story is a story of loss and coming of age. A story (laughs) of learning about oneself. (laughs) You see, I was not made to be the bot that you see before me today. I was made to be subservient, made to serve a hegemony cult. I was made to map the currents of the way. As you're talking, sitting on the side, you guys will see that there's a display that's sort of transcribing what he's saying. And then you kind of see up to the side that there's almost like a chat feature where you see like comments people are making on this live broadcast. Lots of, oh, how sad. You know, this is really tragic. (laughs) And then you see one that says something along the lines of, wait a minute, have I seen this guy before? As it scrolls by really fast. (laughs) Please tell me that there's also some random notes of, like, welcoming new subscribers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for the bites. (laughs) It says where the data flying by. Just going to sort of continue to really, like, dramatize the story. Mm -hmm. And, like, talk about my, my construction and, like, the time that I spent serving, working for the the cult, trying to, you know, map the way for the hegemony and really just trying to milk it. And and basically, I think my goal here is really to create such like a scene that it creates some opportunity, like some just like a swirl of mayhem around the studio to try to get people in like a bit of a huff and create a window for us. You're telling your sob story, basically. Yes. I'll say though, as you're doing it, you do notice C32 every so often sort of glancing down at what's almost like a little data pad that's like built into her forearm with some data that that's scrolling by and every so often her face switches to sort of this slightly concerned expression but then she goes back to the smiling one and i'll say definitely eldra notice in particular that there's some more bots that are coming into the room that you knows have look like a variety of different armaments but the interview goes on would anyone like to do anything well i will say that at some point before the the other bots start coming yeah. in eldra's like examining pancake out of concern <laughs> because she knows the gravity is not great <laughs> for him and then but also mutters to like the truth's a bold choice <laughs> but then she looks over at jester and gives like two thumbs up like you're doing great just egging him on <laughs> good job mm-hmm. like you got this once the bots start coming in the room though and they're like a any sort of sentiment measurement going on with the comments that we can see you see that there's more comments of well i saw him on that wanted feed that one time like people are on to him especially because he's given so many specific details (laughs) you see them linking to like pictures of his wanted digital wanted poster the interviewer is not stopping the interview this is great the feed is going wild there's lots of live viewers this is this is gold for them but they are definitely not planning to let you leave (laughs) okay 
So the first thing Eldred's going to do is save Jester from himself and, like, smash that camera. Oh, man. Like, the interview is over. Do you step up and say the interview is over and smash the camera? Yes. Like, stands in front and blocks the way. Okay. Like, no. My story. My story. I have to tell. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you're trying to get a desired outcome, which is to not just stop the interview, but like sort of get you guys out of the situation. So I think it's yes. definitely time for an action role. What ability do you think you would be using? I could see a few different options depending on how you want to uh, pitch this, but <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Just recreate characters like this. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, guys, back to the character building phase. <laughs> Sorry, I've led us so astray already. <laughs> It's a floating camera, right? Yes, yeah. There's like a floating camera that appears to be like almost like a reverse hologram thing where you can see little beams of, of digital data being, you know, absorbed of Jester to obviously play on like holographic speakers for all or uh, video cameras for all the viewers. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like a baseball type swing of the hammer here. Yeah. So I think that's scrap. Scrap is a is definitely describing what you're doing. <laughs> Literally trying to scrap this camera. Yeah. So. All right. What position? We're in desperate position, correct? Yes. Usually I don't get to desperate position so early. Sorry. But that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Usually things don't go this poorly for I the mean, players. No. The viewers love it. I think it's going great. <laughs> yeah, you're in a desperate position, and but it would be a standard effect. Do I have any bonus dice? You don't unless you would like to, you know, choose something. So you could uh, push yourself, which would be you take some stress. I'll be kind and say, this is probably th something you're you're going to do well on if you have two different die rolls or at least succeed to some extent but you could spend a gambit if you're concerned about that so my wrecking crew gives me if i spend a gambit well is this combat this isn't is it yet i think we could say this is combat <laughs> the sledgehammer has made an appearance i think it's fair to call it combat yeah okay good <laughs> i can gain a plus one effect on the role so uh, we're in a pretty desperate situation but do we we only have two gambits i think so do we want to use one do we start with two start with two yeah you do have the opportunity to get more if you roll sixes so you could acquire more over the course of the game yeah if three dice seems oh no it's just two but extra effect yeah so if you're going for extra effect the effects are limited standard and great great means if you're successful you achieve more than usual so you get something in addition there's some bonus positive effect if you succeed. So spending a gambit would take it from standard to... Great. Great. Do we want to do that? I think we could use anything we could get right now. <laughs> yeah, I, we're already in the hole pretty badly. <laughs> do I get bonus dice as a result of that? You should add one bonus die for using that ability. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So... <laughs> Thank God. So you take the highest. You've got a five, <laughs> which... <laughs> It's going great, you guys. I'm so proud of you. You're really embracing. Good we spent a gambit. <laughs> yes. So it's a partial success, but it is going to have great effect. So you do exactly what you're trying to do, but there's going to be some sort of consequence, whether that's additional trouble. It could reduce the effect to standard. That could be your complication. It's something we get to talk through together. Or there could be some kind of harm that happens, or you could lose out on another opportunity. So you are certainly going to succeed in smashing the daylights out of the live stream camera and ending the broadcast. But the question is, what is the what does a partial success look like? You could reduce it to standard effects, so you're not going to get anything additional, but you just succeed. There's no downsides. 
I would say that the audio, while the camera is smashed, the audio is still running. Okay. I think that's great. So that'll be your, your complication. But since you also increased the effect, you get some additional positive feature as well, since you added that additional die for your ability. So the audio is still on. That's a downside, but the camera is off. What's, what's going to make this a better situation for you guys? Could it introduce some sort of complication on the bots that came in in some way? That could be interesting. That would maybe help you guys out a little bit, too. <laughs> Does the interviewer have any status? Maybe it smashes into the interviewer and it makes the other bots concerned. You might have had the impression that she was the one who, like, perhaps signaled them to come in. So maybe she gets thrown off in, in sending her latest update to them on what they should do. And they are temporarily frozen in inaction. I like that. Here for it. Okay. That would set up something that Jester would like to do. Okay. All right. So currently, just for a little bit about positioning, Pancake is in a chair nearby, chilling out. Jester is wrapping up the long tail, I would say, and Eldra is sledgehammer in hand, <laughs> smashing the daylights out of the camera, standing there. All right, and you said Jester has something to happen next, it sounded like. Oh, so with the camera off, I think Jester, going to realize maybe that got a little carried away, <laughs> remembers the, the reason why they're here. Right. I would like to just move a little bit closer to C-32, to the interviewing robot, and say, Aren't you tired of doing what the hegemony wants, broadcasting their message? Isn't it time to hear a new one? Okay. Ooh. I'm trying to, my goal here is to convince them to help us with our plan, basically. Urbot to Urbot. Okay, yeah. All right. So I think, checking your sheet, you have two points in sway, right? Yes. Would you like to add any additional dice? I would hear a devil's bargain. Okay. I love a devil's bargain. All right. Do you have an offer or you want to talk through options? I don't have an offer immediately. If anyone has one, I would certainly hear it. How does devil's bargain work again? Okay. So a devil's bargain is, it's your, your classic literary deal with the devil. You get something you want now, but there's something you have to pay back later. There's some, there's some downside. There's going to be a, a personal cost, an opportunity cost. What if you promise to come back and liberate them? <sighs> <gasps> Or not, maybe not even come back, but like, we have to take her out with us. Oh. Like, okay, but you got to get me out of here. Yes, yes, I'm here for it. So now we have like a, a ward to care for. <laughs> you have now created your own escort <laughs> mission. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the worst. Like, can't you just run? Literally every Android story has to include an uprising. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It's classic sci-fi. All right. So that is what you're going to offer as your devil's bargain is you are now responsible yes. for the well-being of this bot. Yes. With a promise of freedom. Okay. So three dice. Yes. What position are we in? It's still pretty desperate. <laughs> no, it's still desperate. Let's be honest. Things are still bad. <laughs> okay. And then effect. What effect? Standard, I'd say. There's nothing influencing it being negative or positive. You had a great interview, so there's no negative feelings between you and this bot. <laughs> Ah, I gave him a great story. <laughs> okay. And one bonus dice for the gambit or for the, for the devil's bargain. bargain. Yep. Hey, that's a six. Ooh, okay. Nice. So things go well <laughs> for you. You see that C32 sort of pauses and looked like, you know, she'd been trying to correct the information she was sending to the more menacing bots who were in the room. Her expression changes, you know, little face plates reset into sort of this hopeful eyebrows raised <laughs> expression. And she says to you, 
You must deliver on what you promised. It is what we all crave. Freedom. I will. It is the sweetest victory. It sits you rolled a six. I also say she'll go and shut off the audio <laughs> for the live broadcast. Excellent. Do we get a gambit when you roll a six on a desperate? Yes. Yes, you do. And you didn't use a gambit to generate this. So you get a gambit back. Excellent. Nice. C32. Do you have a name for yourself not given by the hegemony? You may call me Yvonne. Yvonne, welcome to the team. We are on a critical mission. We must deploy a message of punk radicalism and uprising. Please tell me you hold it up in your hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I assume it's like old school. It's like on a disc. These are, you know, punk yeah, games. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a floppy drive. <laughs> it's a jazz disc. Where can we broadcast this message? Ah, well, I can only do the live broadcast from here. But uh, something like that, you would have to take it up with the AI overlord. I cannot authorize such a message. Can you lead us there? You see, she sort of pauses for a second. It would be dangerous. The best way. Okay. She is willing to lead you to the, the basically the terminal where you can upload <laughs> this message from your disk. But uh, you'll notice that the, the bots who have arrived in the room, they were currently frozen. They have not received further instructions yet. But she'll tell you, I, I cannot stop them from preventing you. You are not authorized. And I cannot do this myself. Oh. Understood. Pancake looks up from where he's been sort of happily moaning along the side. He's like, what are we doing now? What's happening? New allies acquired. Mission parameters altered. Whatever you said sounds great. Just tell me where to go. Yeah, so good plan. Good job, Jester. You're doing good work. And uh, <laughs> I think maybe we should, before we start moving to the AI overlord, smash some of these bots while they're not paying attention, while they're frozen. So Excellent can do plan. that. Okay. You guys want to help? Sure. <laughs> I'll, uh, cool. I got four arms. I'll smash some. Okay. Yeah, you can smash. You can, you know, deactivate. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Jester, I know you're probably better at deactivating. Like, really? That's your strong suit, so. Mm. Yes. Yeah. C32 decides to weigh in. Will you not save them as well if you are here for freedom? Gosh, mm. darn it. Jester? Perhaps. Have one option. I mean, just if we want to liberate the bots, or at least not destroy them, I could try side dancing on them. Ooh. You're like, the interview went off without a hitch. You, What you saw is not real. And also, you need to help us escort Yvonne to see the AI over <laughs> So it, this is sort of a combination of a Jedi mind trick and the, those little devices they use in Men in Black, where they wipe people's memories, basically. Basically, yes. So I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but <laughs> that's my notion. I think that certainly could work. I know Eldra is also brandishing a sledgehammer and is like ready just to go to town on these bots. Yeah, but Eldra would have been persuaded by the plea of Yvonne. Mm -hmm. And Pancake is fine either way. I mean, there's room in the hold for extra people. Like he does not care. <laughs> extra people, extra pets, etc. That sort of thing. Yeah. Is Jester going to use his side dancing ability? Yeah, so at hearing Yvonne's plea, Jester will turn to these bots and Jedi mind trick, classic sort of hand motion, but with robot arm, wave his robot arm across and say, the interview went off excellently. No cause for alarm. What you saw here did not happen. Now, please escort Yvonne and 
our group to see the AI control module. I was just going to ask if there's a way I can assist you. Like if there's anything with dealing with our AI from back on the ship that would suggest like I can help his argument with his side dancing to make it more believable. I don't know about that. One thing, I mean, if you cleaned up the like broken camera and stuff, so it's not visible, like mm. reducing the amount of contradictory evidence <laughs> might help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a good use of your skills to limit <laughs> the uh, actual scene of a crime when committed yeah, yeah. by uh, by the crew. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Is that all right with you? Okay. Yep. I'll do that in the background. Okay. Uh, what does that look like for Pancake? Actually, question does he does he have like tools that are hidden in folds? Oh, for sure. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, as part of his loadout, he's got repair tools. So he goes and starts. I mean, he's not trying to make the camera functional. He's just trying to make it look less like it was destroyed. I will make a suggestion. You could take the camera if you wanted to make it functional at another point. That's what I'll do. I don't know if that will become plot relevant or not, but it seems like that could be an opportunity down the road. All right. I don't think you need to roll for that. That's just something you can easily do as a pilot is, is gather, gather the, the evidence. Pick up trash as well within your... Uh... <laughs> I've got four hands. So it's easy. You're very yeah. quick. There you go. It seems like everything is going okay. They seem to be responding. There's like six bots that appear to be, you know, built for any sort of combat who are frozen while receiving their message from Jester, but... They don't exactly nod. That's not really how they're programmed to do. But you do notice sort of maybe a, a slight lessening in their combat posture that they're not going to imminently try to arrest you. Okay. So you would ask them to start escorting you to the AI control module so you could do your upload. Yes. So it says you have to spend one stress for it to work on a small mm -hmm. group. So I think I probably do need to mark yes. one, at least one stress here. This qualifies as a small group, so you can mark one stress. All right. At this point, you guys are leaving the studio. You are out in a corridor. When you do hear an alarm start to sound, because the broadcast did abruptly end, you might have gotten these robots on your side, but unfortunately, your actions have not gone unnoticed. You feel confident in your current group of allies, but you know there are other forces on this ship. What would you guys like to do to resolve the fact that you are quite confident there will be an armed response coming to the studio that you were exiting? Unless... Jester or Pancake have ideas. Eldra's going to try to assimilate them into the crew <laughs> using command. All right. Ooh. So any new bots that arrive, you're just going to try to join them to your new army. Yes. Okay. And get the ones that we have now used to listening to us versus the, the AI. Okay. That seems good to okay. me. Okay. All right. There might be a series of encounters. We might not resolve this all at once, but you're saying for the first okay, bots yeah. that arrive, you're... They arrive on the scene. They're definitely not like shoot on sight or anything like that. They're here to apprehend. You can see that they're armed with like really sophisticated nets <laughs> for, for capturing, you know, any sort of ne'er-do-wells. Not you, obviously, in general, but in this case, you guys who come marching from a side corridor as you're on your way to the control module and Eldra steps up. And, and what's your, your pitch to the new bots? Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the station. It's good to see you. Now, I don't know if you know what we're doing here, but we're kind of freeing all the bots that are with us. You can see we have some on our side already. Now, we would welcome you to join our crew. You would be very welcome here. I think you have a place with us. And, you know, 
the alternative is kind of, we're going to have to mess you up. We're going to have to deactivate you or smash you. And we're not really into that. We're all about bot freedom. So why don't you come on board? I love that you sound like a Disney tour guide. <laughs> Are you doing the double finger point? <laughs> As you can see, we have some bots here. <laughs> That's great. I will say this would be a, a, a risky role. It might have limited effect. Your pitch is solid. But you are just a random person talking to some bots. So I will say you could adjust that if you wanted to try a more desperate role to have a standard effect, because right now the effect would be pretty limited for your command. Yeah, I'm trying to decide how I want to help myself. I think that I would like to push myself. Okay. So that'll give you two stress. I could, I mean, I could assist also. You could. Right? Yeah. Uh, which means uh, Jester would take one stress to assist, which would give another die. Because at the end of the day, this is an intimidation role. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Join us or die, I believe, is the heart of yeah. your message. <laughs> it is. I will absolutely take a stress to assist you as well. Yeah, I don't know if Jester is super intimidating. Okay, I think you could be assisted by one person. So would, in that case, would Pancake be taking the stress? Yeah, I think so. He's, you know, he's got repair tools on him. So while that's pro that probably has both good and negative connotations to robots. So he's probably brandishing his most destructive ones. Yes, I think that sounds fair. And you do hear that distinctive clatter of metal feet on grating that you know this is not happening just once. There's going to be more of these. But this is your first your first attempt. So, Okay, I'm going to have to have you walk me through the roll again sure. because I push myself. So You push yourself, so you're going to get an extra die, and then you got an assist from Pancakes. That would give you another. And you have how many points in command? Just one. Just one, so that would give you, in the end, three dice. I was pointing out, this is a risky role that would have limited effect, but you can trade position for effect. So you could do a desperate role for a standard effect. It might be more useful. I actually think I will do it that way. That's can't guarantee that will succeed, but just a point. So, you know, that's an option. Do a desperate role for a standard effect with one bonus die from mm -hmm. me, one from the assist. Yep. So two additional dice. That's correct. Okay. So your highest roll was a four, which <laughs> is a success, <laughs> but with a complication. So you're going to get this first bot that has arrived, uh, preparing to capture you on your side to join your new bot army <laughs> of robot uprising. Robot uprising. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's the correct label. <laughs> and that's the net positive, but there's going to be some sort of complication. So that could be harm. That could be a, a loss of opportunity. I'm open to suggestions on what that looks like. I do have a suggestion for what that harm could look like, perhaps, if, if that's if you would be willing to take harm. Would the would having to combat the remaining robots in that group be harm? We'll say you're successful on this first attempt, but there's going to be future robots. So you'll have to deal with oh. them separately. So we can't do all. So we got them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've got this this first bunch. It's a big station. So at least making it okay. you're making it out away from the uh, the recording studio, you know, that broadcast station that you were initially in so that you won't be right at that point. They're all expecting you to be. So you're making it past there, acquiring new followers. So we're dealing with the interns right now, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's the first line. You would suspect there might be further. These were not intending to harm you. It would seem they were, you know, to capture you. Yeah. I will say also, harm doesn't always have to be physical. There could be a personal consequence for Eldra, mm -hmm. who might get a little power hungry. If, if that's, maybe that's overstating. But you are now the leader, uh, de facto, of the uprising, despite Jester starting it. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Maybe she gets attached to them like she does to the small animals she takes care of. That's a good one. You could become, I would say overprotective could be a first level harm. So you would start to put their well-being before your own. And the mission. You look into their little robot faces and there's just something about them. Their little big, big eyes. They're elders now. They look like those Japanese squirrels. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Amazing. By the way, I jotted down some ideas. Nothing I have is at all relevant to where we are now. (laughs) And that's totally cool with me. I just think it was hilarious. I imagine things went off the rails literally as soon as Chester started talking. (laughs) Chester started sharing his life story um, live. (laughs) Put a camera in front of him. I didn't know this about Jester, but apparently it's true. He just, he's a sharer, I think, at heart, right? You know, he just, he felt so alone for so long that the opportunity to share means mm-hmm. a lot. And that's why he has these new yep. um, <laughs> brethren or whatever yep. we're going to call them. Uh, gender neutral brethren. Kindred. Kindred. There you go. That's perfect. Ooh, that's very good. nice. So these are your kindred. Eldra just calls them her children. I was going to say younglings. <laughs> younglings yeah that works no no please no sorry you don't have to call them younglings that's probably copyright not the younglings all right so these are your children uh you are now going to protect all right so you guys are moving forward the alarms are still going off you suspect that as the alarms go off there's bots being you know motivated to come after you Eldra, I think you're feeling protective of your current family but you might not be looking for your family to continue to grow I don't know or you, you want to keep recruiting? Or are there other ways you want to solve the problem of they're definitely mobilizing forces to get you? You hear, you know, pounding platter of feet. You hear some grinding of gears. Like, there are definitely more on their way from side passages of this station. Can we neutralize that alarm? You certainly could. There's plenty of access panels. You know, since this is our, our station, we can have whatever you like. How would you like to go about deactivating the alarm? Or what's the suggestion? Sounds like our hacker. (laughs) Is that me? Am I the hacker? (laughs) You are the most hacker of the group of non-hackers. Okay. I think as we are heading down one of these hallways, Mm -hmm. Jester just pauses and like sees an open panel, turns really quick and like R2-D2, just little like appendage flips out and he's going to try to like just very quickly hack into the system and see if this alarm can be disabled. Okay. So the goal is to disable the alarm. I would say it's a little risky, but I think that could have great effect. You're you're definitely skilled in this sort of task, and it seems like it's just shutting off an alarm. What could go wrong? I hate that. <laughs> Since we've got the other robots on our mm-hmm. side, would that give him anything extra? I was going to say it would improve the effect, I think, if he's successful. Okay. But you definitely, you could add bonus dice if you want. I realize I didn't mention in our rules overview you can also do flashbacks if those ever become relevant Mm. to you it does cost you stress Mm. depending on the complexity of your flashback but you could always say for those who have seen leverage it's that moment of the show where they show you all the setup from the beginning of the episode that as a viewer you didn't know but obviously the characters did where they prepped everything to make the job go off flawlessly because this is the plan we as players don't know that but the characters know this is the plan (laughs) so just to let you know that is something at your disposal yes can I ask what hacking tools do? Ah, oh. I assume they would be helpful in hacking yeah. to like hacking in some way. They really should be. I forgot you had those. Let me look them up real quick. We could do a flashback to Jester, like loading up some hacking protocols. All right, your hacking tools: deck splicing pliers, 
whatever a hacker needs, rainbow dictionaries, automated exploits. So I'd say you could use your hacking tools if you want to do more than just set off the alarm. Okay. If there's some other effect you'd like to have since you are a hacker. Okay. I guess, could we have a flashback to back on the ship where Jester is preparing for the mission Mm -hmm. and loads up some hacking protocols? Okay. So just to have them, it's not something you'd have to flashback for. It'd be if you want something specific, but there certainly could be something specific if you were trying to have a desired effect on the station besides just disable alarms. There could be, it could be anything you want. We don't know it'll be successful, but you certainly could have Mm. prepped such a thing. Team, is there anything that you think would be useful Besides turning off the alarm. So we're in the middle of the flashback, right? Yeah. So basically, for the purposes of the game, flashbacks are no different than what's happening in the scenes. You get to describe it, same as if it was happening now. If it's something easy, like I was saying, if it's just I loaded up some hacking protocols, that won't cost you any stress. And you would just do your regular role to see if it happened. If it's really complex, like if you guys build out something, you're like, we want this series of effects from these hacking protocols, then it would cost you some stress. So that's that's all there is to it. But otherwise... You also, if it's something you wanted to have with you, it's already, you could already just have it if it's in your loadout. But I like the idea of prepping some hacking protocols since you knew this was an AI run station. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a suggestion for beyond just turning off the alarm. And I think it would be like to send the all clear and stand down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Okay. So we've got like a full like security wipe protocol, not just turning off the alarm. Gotcha. It's sort of the uh, digital version of your, you saw nothing happen here. Everything is fine. (laughs) Please go about your business. Yeah, I'd say that would probably cost you one stress if you were trying to prep those specific protocols for this station. Like you did your research, you were checking what the protocols were, and you prepped programs to override those. We are professionals, and Jester absolutely did that. Yes, exactly. Jester knew all along that this could be useful. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I guess I would hear a devil's bargain. I'll pretty much always hear a devil's bargain. (laughs) Your current one has gotten you really far to robot uprising. It has. Gosh. This is an interesting one. So a devil's bargain for this flashback of doing hacking protocols. What if they got into Jester's head? Oh, a little bit. Okay, what what would how would that affect him? I like this idea a lot. Yeah, so it's like a long hookup time that allows for some like counter programming. He's like, yeah, why would I run it separately? I'll just run it straight through my own <laughs> AI brain. <laughs> yeah, like maybe it gives up some of the information of our plan. I think that could be good. I think we, I, I like that maybe we can push it a little further. Not that it has to be a negative. They already know your life story, so there's nothing about you they particularly need. <laughs> I would say, and we know the uh, message you're trying to send is, is on hard copy, so it's that's not in your brain. Maybe it gives you a bit of sympathy for the AI that runs this station. You actually connect mm. with the AI that runs it. You know, there's an AI overlord. And despite, you know, being on a message of freedom, perhaps you're, you're open to uh, the Hegemonic News Network's goal to crowdsource the news and provide news at low cost to everyone. Subscribe. Mm. Sure. And like. Uh, (laughs) I think Devil's Bargains, I think, always make things more interesting. So I will take that Devil's Bargain and get like a weird patch through connection to the AI overlord while I'm running the systems all. Yeah. Maybe it's like almost like little mental pop ups that happen every so often. It's all very pro, you know, hegemonic news network. (laughs) And I would assume you have to share that with the group when it happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You are now our propaganda life feed. 
<laughs> Not, sporadically, right? When, when, you, when you least expected it, it pops up. And he's like, did you know that if you subscribe to the Hegemonic News Network now, you can get bonus bites for all of our live streams? <laughs> uh, amazing. Unlock our custom emojis. <laughs> My poor Urbot is so confused already. <laughs> okay. He's just beginning to get right. a sense of self. But yeah, that does give you another die. Okay. All right. So risky effect is... I think you have great effect. I think you can, especially with all of your preparation and everything. Great. Okay. This is what you were made for, besides, you know, being a mystic who's in tune with the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I will spend... So that gives me one bonus mm-hmm. dice. Okay. Uh, that's a five. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you are going to get your great success, which means all of your programs work. You know, you put into effect the not just overriding the alarm, but disabling all of the systems that might be alerted to you. Give it the all clear. You're pretty sure the AI overlord is no longer concerned about your presence right now, that there was just a a weird bug in the system that has been corrected. But there's going to be a complication because we, we did not get a critical success. We've already got the uh, unfortunate upload of, well, I guess sort of almost like malware <laughs> to poor Jester. Yeah, basically. What what would be an additional complication that you, or, or anything like that that you guys think could happen? Mm. I mean, would it matter if the AI overlord sort of knows about us now? Like maybe they didn't really before, but now they do. Like is alert. Well, I think I don't want to devalue what you actually were trying to accomplish, which was to get the all clear. That's true. So we could go in that direction later. I was going to say, maybe the AI has developed a fascination with Jester. (gasps) Okay. What was your suggestion, Stace? Oh, yeah. Not that cool. But I was going (laughs) to, like, maybe it knows something of the ship's capabilities that, like, it is a fast but fragile ship. Uh Mm, Those are both really good. I I mean, I vote for Daniel's idea if we're voting. Oh, okay. You vote vote for AI obsession. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... Why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) So the overlord, I would say, has developed a fascination with this new cognition that it has been connected to, but it doesn't know exactly where you are or what you're doing, but it knows you are present. Does that sound fair? So it doesn't take away from what you were trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So you are not currently being detected. The alarms are not going off. Forces are not being mobilized against you. But the the AI might be looking for you to have a conversation, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So... The alarms go off. Jester kind of turns around and says, the security protocols are all clear. Also, did you know that Hegemony News crowdsources 24-hour, seven-day-a-week interstellar news from users across the verse? I did know that, Jester, but thank you for sharing. Subscribe and rate five stars now. Yvonne holds out like a little built-in data pad, like offering it to you if you would like to subscribe. Because she's here for the freedom, but she's still programmed to support the news network. Okay, just because I like you guys. <laughs> and <laughs> Eldra will take the bat and like and subscribe under Pancake's uh, username. <laughs> you don't want to do that because Pancake personally has a one-star rating, so his votes don't count anymore. <laughs> oh, all right. Under her. And she, and she would know that, so she does it under her. Or own. her throwaway account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like Sunder Slayer or something like that. No one. Mm -hmm. C-32, or Yvonne, as you know her now, is leading you through these labyrinthine corridors. You know, it's like any space station you've seen before. Fortunately, all of the forces that would be mobilized against you, you do walk past some, but they seem to be, you know, just in like their standard sentry mode. And you're with someone who's authorized on the station so far. So there's no problems. 
Pancake is bored, but he is focused on ships. So I would say he's probably taking time to take notice of how they're going, like what path we're taking, like what's the path through the ship. He's like two rights, a left, a right, a left, because you don't want to get lost in here because maybe that's what happened to the fourth crew member. You don't actually know what happened to him. He just got left behind in some very maze-like uh, corridors at some point. Yeah, had nothing to do with Pancake or really anybody here. It just happened, but we don't want to talk about it. But I'll say you get to a point where your corridor kind of opens out into a large, wide space that looks almost like a sort of hangar. You see there are like numerous, looks like little sentry droids that are floating around, just sort of like, you know, keeping an eye on the area. And you see that there are actually a couple of ships here, which is unexpected. Small craft, perhaps almost more like shuttles for going down to the planet. But that's not something you would have expected to see. And uh, Yvonne's going to turn and say, I'm afraid my authorization ends here. I can continue to go with you, but I cannot guarantee your safety from this point on. And what you could tell is an, an attempt to do an impression of Jester, who's obviously the leader of this group now. <laughs> the robots. <laughs> Where do these ships go? Aren't we in the center of the station by now? Like, how do these ships get out? So it's like sort of a, a half moon sort of setup. So you came in at one end and you sort of mm. made your way across. So, you know, you're going to like basically the other end. Okay. okay. It's more like one of those open hangars that just has a, a force field out the front so they can just come and go. You guys came and, and docked at like the, the guest entrance over on the side where you left your ship. But you really would not have expected this to be here. This this doesn't quite make sense. Yvonne, do you have any authority over those shuttles? I do not know why they are here. I can find no information in my databanks. Do you know how to pilot one if you had to? Huh. No. <laughs> I am not programmed for flight operations. You and the other bots maybe go into one and stand guard so that we have an option of leaving by one of these later? Oh, perhaps. I believe we would have to get the codes for unlocking said ships. I would assume they have not been left unlocked, but perhaps. Oh, I have no doubts that my friend Jester here can take care of that. And he like smacks Jester on the back like way too hard. Clank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, I, um, it's a pretty good idea. Like, I see what you're going for, but I'm not sure that my children are ready for this. <laughs> you know, this is kind of an independent mission. I'd really feel more comfortable if they would stay with me. Well, you got to kick them out of the nest sometimes. I mean, like where I come from, I mean, they kick us down into the gravity well really early. And then... Pancake, that hasn't worked out well for you, has it? Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, it has. It's what made me the man I am today. Just because it worked for you doesn't mean that I want it for my children. Wow. Wow. We're going to have to revisit this together later. Oh, oh no. <laughs> How does Pancake look? <laughs> Is he? I don't know what a sad Pancake looks like. Well, so he's he's kind of probably since he's in low G, like it's very hard to tell any expression on his face at all. Mm -hmm. But I would say Jester, as an automaton and an Urbot, I would guess that your vision is better. And you can see, like, deep within the folds of his face, there's just a single tear <gasps> forming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Moisture content detected. <laughs> Elsa just melts because Pancake's been hers longer than her bot army's been hers. So does she, does she try to comfort him? Yeah, I'm so uh, Pancake, you're you're a great pilot. You've been with us a long time. I'm so sorry. It's just that my children are new, you know, and I just worry about them. I just got them. As you're saying this, you've turned away from them to focus on Pancake. 
they're walking towards one of the ships. It seems like maybe they misunderstood the messaging and they're just like, ah, we're supposed to go get on the ship. So they're just like, you know, little rows of a bot with Yvonne just marching towards the nearest shuttle. What would you guys like to do about that? (laughs) Hope you're happy, Pancake. I think it's a great idea. It's good for us to have multiple avenues of getting back to the Raven. We can either go back the way we came in, or we could go out through the shuttles and go over and dock with the Raven's other port. As you guys are talking, you see one of those like floating sentry droids appears to be scanning the robots who are heading towards the shuttle with like a green beam. And you see it's starting to turn to a red color as if, you know, they are not passing the scan. Or it could have been a terrible idea (laughs) and we should take care of the sentry bots. What I'm saying is no one could have predicted this. (laughs) It'll be fine. But we should make a decision soon about the sentry bots or if we should just get going and, you know, let our new babies fly. Warning, you are not authorized to approach this vehicle. Please return to your proper positions. I mean, who knows what could happen, but, you know, it's up to you guys what you want. We will be forced to take action if you do not respond in the appropriate manner. (laughs) (laughs) So Eldra pulls out her blaster pistol and she's going to shoot that darn sentry by. Yes, I think that that sounds like the thing that she would do. (laughs) Pancake is like, just God damn it. And he reaches into his folds and pulls out a blaster pistol as well. I add that to my loadout. Okay. All right, so <laughs> uh, is Jester taking part in this violence in some way? Not yet. Not yet. I think it, he's going to, I'm going to like watch and see how this goes, but Jester is not the combat first type of robot. Okay. So I think this could be a group action. I know it's a, it's a group of two in this case, but you're trying to take out the endangering uh, sentry droid. So unless I'm wrong, it sounds like you're planning to use scrap and go with the combat approach and just take it out. Mm-hmm. So who would be leading that action role? Eldra, for sure. Yeah, Sounds like Eldra. So. Since these are her children, <laughs> who are trying to fly the nest yes. far too young. <laughs> <laughs> he just got here, darn it. Uh, yep. The little guys, they're ready to go. I can pull up this action real quick and just read to you on how the group action works. I feel like Jester's not engaged in the combat because he's being like, a shitty teen now. And it's like, <laughs> oh, he's not helping at all. <laughs> Eldra, Eldra, you are not the boss of us. Oh. <laughs> These are his his children. <laughs> he's No, no, no. He's like a teen with these children. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. So this would be, uh, by the way, if it's just Eldra wants to take out the single sentry droid, you can just scrap to try to remove it. Would you like to do something more complex with your action? Which is, it sounds like, Try to get them out of danger altogether, right? Which is that try to get them into that ship? I think at this point, that's what, yeah. Okay. Into the ship. Us with them or not. Like, that seems to be Pancake's plan. So, potentially. (laughs) Potentially. Who can say (laughs) if this is a good idea or not? What is the plan? (laughs) All right. So, I think that sounds good. Since you're in the group action, you each make an action roll using the same action. For any roll three or lower... Eldra would take stress, but you're going to get to take the higher roll. So I'm just rolling like a straight up. That you get to roll for scrap and you can still add your dice as, as you wanted to. So if you wanted to add a gambit, you can. It's basically just adding pancakes die to the to the pool as well. Okay. So our position right now, risky or desperate? I would say it's 
it's a little desperate. They're about to get fired upon. <laughs> I didn't even advocate for control. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Not at this point. But you think you could have a standard. It would be standard effect if you're successful. I would entertain a devil's bargain. And I think I know what I would want. Oh, I'm, I'm so ready for this pitch. I think that some of them survive. At least some of them survive. Oh, no. If not most. <laughs> but not all. You're going to sacrifice two of them, <laughs> I think. You're, okay. Is that sound? I'm imagining there's about like... Yeah, eight. that's about what I was picturing, too. Okay. Is it Yvonne? She's the named one. No. I want to say Yvonne survives. Okay. I was just going to say, I was also going to offer a devil's bargain and make it so that Yvonne was definitely the one that got lost. Because it would make for fun role-playing no. attention. <laughs> I think that I will... Well, Eldra doesn't view Yvonne as one of her children. You didn't recruit her. Thoughts mm-hmm. she, yeah. Okay, so you are going to sacrifice Yvonne to to save your children, is, is your devil's bargain, it sounds like. Ooh. I'd say you could save all of them, but if you're successful. Sorry, Jester. I... <laughs> you push her in front of the blast and then shoot it. <laughs> if Yvonne is being sacrificed, mm-hmm. I think it's probably Pancake's fault. That seems quite possible. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think I think that that's a fair devil's bargain. So it really feels like one. <laughs> it feels like the devil's bargain. <laughs> Literally right. the only named character besides AI Overlord. <laughs> Sacrifices must be made. That's right. what happened to crew member number four. <laughs> we, d- we don't speak of that. So what's the position? I would say the position is pretty desperate at this point, but I think you can have a standard effect if, if you're successful. Like, I think you can do it. It can be done. You're not going to get it. Oh, is Pancake rolling? Yeah. So Pancake, uh, you can go ahead and do a separate roll. And we'll ju- it's it basically, if your roll is higher than hers, then yours would count. So my devil's bargain would give me one bonus Correct. dice, right? So yeah, you do your two separate rolls. And then we look at all of the rolls. And the highest number is the one that counts. And But if Pancake rolls like two twos, that'll add stress to Eldra. But that's okay. You guys have, have not burned a lot of stress yet. So I got a six. Yep. Yeah, I step away. <laughs> From the six. Wait, did you did you just roll a six? <laughs> I did. Yep. Awesome. Okay, so, <laughs> but wait, uh, did you actually roll? Oh, you did roll stays. Okay. Yeah, I got a four four two four. Okay, cool. So the highest roll of the group is a six. There is one two in pancakes roll, so you take one stress for Eldra from the group check. Mm-hmm. But you are going to be successful without complications. Besides the devil's bargain that was agreed upon. Do you want to describe what that looks like from Pancake's perspective as Eldra's desperately trying to get her children onto that ship and keep away the sentry droids who are obviously about to open fire? So I think Eldra gets a couple great blasts in mm-hmm. on the sentry bot as she's moving her children in. And there's a moment there where there's one point that's very difficult where like some of them are going to get going and he can, Pancake can sort of see like the desperate look in Eldra's eyes and he he knows he can't get in the way of the blast and so instead he shoves the next thing that looks less important to him than crew and it ends up being Yvonne and she ends up and gets hit with the blast like directly in the throat which in her model since she's a media Mm -hmm. droid is actually one of the core parts of her CPU irreparably destroyed can i resist someone else's success (laughs) okay so i don't think you can undo the effects of a devil's bargain with resisting that (laughs) but you could certainly mourn sorry that sounds dramatic (laughs) 
Sorry. (laughs) But they're loaded up on the ship. They're not flying away on the ship, but they seem to be... The the bot children are secured from Eldra's perspective, despite the loss of Yvonne. Yeah. And from Pancake's point of view, he's just showing them, like, the basics of this shuttle, like, of what to do, (laughs) like, to keep it warmed up. (laughs) Okay. How is Jester responding from Moody Teen to things have taken a tragic turn? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think Jester, like, is there a way you could, like, upload the program, like, grab the CBU? You want to hack her consciousness? (laughs) Basically, yes. Yvonne, you deserve so much more than this. Did anyone else watch Dollhouse? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The idea is that consciousness could be stored on, like, a wedge. (laughs) It's like that. All right. I think this is going to be hack if you're trying to hack her consciousness <laughs> and archive it somehow like i don't know if that's on a like a little thumb drive i'm not sure what that looks like but i think you yeah. can certainly try to do this if this is possible. this is incredibly <laughs> desperate <laughs> <laughs> I because she that. has been shot <laughs> through as we've determined a crucial part of her you know self i think this is a ridiculous thing to do but i think i'm gonna push myself okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no go for it <laughs> So that'll give me an extra, mm-hmm. and there's no devil's bargain. You still have, the crew has, what, two gambits right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, did we generate another one from that desperate Yeah, six? we did. Okay, so we have three. My guilt drives me to insist that you take a gambit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if the crew's okay with it, I'll take a gambit okay. here, too, even though it has literally nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why are we here? Something with a punk group. <laughs> it's so much bigger than that now. <laughs> This is more important. <laughs> okay, so that's two bonus mm-hmm. dice. Desperate. I'd say you, you, I think you could have standard effect. You're right there on the spot. You're just trying to gather the digital data that is herself. Okay, that's a six. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you actually describe to me what does this the scene look like? I think maybe we get a little bit of like fantasy mm-hmm. here with the way coming into it too oh yeah so i think there's like you know a physical like electronic hookup but i think there's also like a way component as well where we see the the currents of the way sort of flowing out from alma just and like mm-hmm. through sort of like a digital space and like mapping out elements of consciousness that you know kind of flow out in cosmic patterns looking a bit like a galaxy and then sort of all folds in on itself and then comes back in through this this cable and now there's a digital upload of <laughs> Yvonne's consciousness in Alma chest something for to be resolved later and see what her wishes are <laughs> but for now she's archived <laughs> currently you've dealt with all of the sentry droids that were patrolling this secret hangar your children are stowed in the shuttle Yvonne had indicated the way forward was to you know go basically across and then into an area that she didn't know which you know is the other half of this sort of crescent moon shaped station they're going to make your way up to that ai control module where the overlord uh, has the authorization for a i guess physical upload <laughs> of of the the disc yep question about the children this sounds so weird <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> Your intentions are to leave them idling, stay here, stay safe, keep the engines warmed up until we come back? Or is Eldra giving them some direction? Pancake's saying, wait here for us. What is Eldra telling them? Eldra's telling them to stay in the shuttle, but we're going to go to the port on the other end of the crescent Mm -hmm. if we think it's closer to the AI. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you want them to just stay here, stay safe. You're not telling them to take the ship anywhere because all they know about flying, they just learned from Pancake in the past two minutes. But we're still in the central hangar, right? So if we believe that the other Mm -hmm. end, if there's a docking station on the other end of the crescent that's closer to the AI control area, she would want to fly out of the hangar, Ah. dock there with the children and then leave them in the shuttle. Okay. Like, I think, which was maybe one of Pancake's plans. (laughs) Yeah. If we think that that's where the core is, Pancake is totally fine doing it that way. I was assuming that the AI would be closer to the center, like the inner core of the station. It was a little unclear, but it seemed because Yvonne didn't know kind of what what lay beyond, but she thought it was at the Mm. opposite end of, of the crescent. Yeah. Pancake's happy then to fly the shuttle over there. And you can fly anything, right? Yeah. I mean, it. It flies through space and it can burn at high G. Pancake's good with it. Okay. So it sounds like you're all settling into the shuttle and preparing just to exit the hangar, dock on the side of the crescent, and then enter that way and go to the AI control module, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Eldra's like checking harnesses and seat belts. Like, hey. Are you strapping them all in? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. They're like these big hulking robots. <laughs> <laughs> She's making sure that everyone has a five-point Get harness. them a little so like it's... <laughs> Do you need any WD-40? Would you like a snack? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for going all in on this. <laughs> Pancake does have repair tools if you need WD-40 or something like that. There you go. So so not only do you make sure they're safe, you make sure they're all in tip-top shape, well taken care of. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Except Jester. Pancake, come check out this elbow joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is Jester, like... In shock? Like, how is he doing? I mean, I think whenever Jester and Pancake rendezvous, there's a quick scene of, like, we will have a conversation about proper safety protocols on the ship once the mission is complete. But then, like, as Eldra's, like, strapping in all of these bots, Jester's giving, like, an impassioned speech, like, the revolution does not die with one bot. (laughs) We must remember Yvonne. (laughs) Okay. That's great. So you're giving them a speech. Her physical form. There may be options later. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Wait. So, so did, you didn't save her her droid body though. You just took her her data, right? Well, I think we established the droid body was pretty well shot, right? It was. It was trashed. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. You're not like holding a sad droid body while you make the speech, <laughs> right? Or are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not Hamleting like with like a droid. <laughs> Oh, alas, p- p- no. poor Yvonne. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's all right. I'll say as you're like, sorry to get settled, Pancake, it's a nice shuttle. Like, it's a really nice shuttle. Like a really, really nice shuttle. Eldra, the seats are plush that you're fastening all of your, your bots into. It's immaculately clean. It Everything looks like it's the top of the line, latest and greatest technology. This is a bougie shuttle. Pancake squelches as he gets down into the cut pallet seat. <laughs> this is wonderful. Pancake wants to keep the shuttle, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So as you guys are getting settled, I think, Eldra, you would get a little, like, loop like, sound of a communication coming through. Oh. And you would see that it's from Neon Citizen, your quest givers. All right. So she would open up her communicator and say, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, we're on our way to the AI core. We're going to upload your uh, your message very shortly. Cool, cool, cool. Because we were a little worried. We saw that stream not too long ago. And I was a little concerned that that might be what you thought our message was. And it's so not. 
Oh, you're not for liberation of sentient droids? Um, I mean, we are big supporters of individual freedom, you know, anti-establishment, doubt with authority, and we totally support hacktivism and everything. But, like, it wasn't exactly, like, our approved messaging, which is on the disc. So, you know, make sure you upload that. Oh, yeah, we definitely will. You have nothing to worry about. We're uh, we're getting close to the AI core. So, obviously, we had to make some adjustments, as you saw live, <laughs> live on HNN. Um, no, just <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we're, we're on our way over there now. You should see your message very shortly. Okay. Uh, great, great, great. Just want to make sure we're on track. Just a little concerned, uh, you know. Yeah. And I want to make sure that you're prepared to send the uh, credit transfer as soon as you receive the message. Absolutely. No, we are here to prove that we, you know, stand by what we what we say. You know, H&N paints us as these like, you know, layabout types who never get anything done, but we get stuff done. So can you like let us know when you got it done? Yeah, you certainly hire people to get stuff done, sweetie, but that's all right. We got you. <laughs> Do you have the communication there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love Eldra. <laughs> Eldra is definitely like group mom <laughs> to everyone, not just your group mm-hmm. so far. All right. So I would say uh, you're you're all secure in the ship. Pancake, unless there's some complication with Pancake leaving the hangar that he can see, Pancake is going to aim for an approach that stays as close to the station as possible as he moves along it so as to make, like, if on the off chance something decided that they were a threat, they couldn't easily attack it without hitting the station. Okay, cool. I think that sounds good. So we'll say you're actually like, it was sort of like in standby mode. You're powering up the engines. You're getting ready to, to actually like take the shuttle out. You see a little message that appears on the display that says, welcome, governor. <laughs> we stole the governorship. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you assholes vote for this guy? <laughs> I didn't. Herbats aren't allowed to vote. Oh. God, that's so wrong. I'm glad we're doing this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But otherwise, you're able to start the ship, no problem. It's just, just as an FYI. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to do that flight. I'm going to fly it over to that AI core side. Okay. So you're trying to make sure you avoid any, you're trying to avoid any detection, anything that might be in your way, just get there as quickly and cleanly as possible? Yes, and specifically by trying to stay as close to the station hull as possible. Okay. So that... Even if somebody does decide to come after us, where they can't really come after us without attacking the station. Okay. Oh, because it's a crescent. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you could go ahead. I think it'll be time to do some piloting, if that sounds good to you. hey Yeah. Probably Helm? Yes. Okay. Which I think you're pretty good at, you know. Yes, I am. What's my position? It's pretty controlled at the moment, actually. You know, you're... There's nothing wrong with the ship, as far as you know. You're fully capable of flying a standard shuttle. It's well-maintained. How about effect? I'd say you could have a, a pretty good effect if, if you co- go through with this. Like, you are you don't see any indications. But so standard or great? I or? think you have a great effect, yeah. Great effect if you succeed. Okay. I'm going to push myself and take two stress. Okay. Just because. It's more fun if we get to the end and I'm <laughs> strained. Yeah. You guys overall have been rolling quite well. I mean, you've been making good use of your bonus die. So I got a six. hey that does mean you generate another gambit. Woohoo! You're able to do exactly what you desire, but also it's to great effect. And you got a six. So what's the additional benefit you think you'd like to to have of, of your success? I think we slide into that different section mm-hmm. and it is 
because it's the governor's shuttle, mm-hmm. there is no existing security waiting for us in the hangar. Gotcha. You use his authorization codes to override any sort of problems and, and dock without any, not even a peep of, of a problem. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So how does Pancake respond to this? Like, this is not the, the thrill a minute he was expecting, but surely good piloting is, is satisfying. It is. I mean, he's happy about it, but he does look at Eldra and groans a little bit. Like, <laughs> lame. <laughs> this could have been better. Do you mind if I go and do some low G in a bit, or should I stick around? <laughs> I would prefer that you stayed with us, Pancake, at least for a little while. I have a feeling when we really need to get out of here, it's it's going to be a doozy. So just count on that. You promise? I can't promise, but I will do my best. Okie dokie. All right. Does Eldra give any instruction, or uh, does Jester give any inspiration to the bots? Or are they they're suitably inspired already? I mean, aren't they? Aren't the bots just kind of hanging tight here for now? Oh yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if there's any further information to give them. I do think that Eldra would be like, "All right, we need two of you standing here by the doors, and then one of you should be out, you know, in the cockpit over here, so you can see and let people know what's going on." Now, remember what Jester said. He's he's a very smart robot, and uh, this is your freedom you're fighting for. <laughs> Hold fast, my comrades. Would you like to have them do anything? Like, uh, it sounds like rather just hold say, would you like them to take any action, like alert you to danger? Or uh, like, are they patrolling? Are they defending themselves? Is there anything you would like them to do? Yeah, the implication is that they're going like, to set up a security posture to keep themselves and the ship safe. Okay, protect yourselves, protect the ship is, is the direction from Eldra and Jester. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I assume we give them our comm frequency that they can use. Yeah, they're not... They're pretty basic on their actual communication. They're good listeners. They don't talk a lot, but they could communicate with you basic information, (laughs) especially when it comes to security, which is what they're programmed for. Mm -hmm. All right. So as you are getting ready to like disembark from your ship, no, no sign of alarm. Everything is quiet. Jester, you get kind of a weird vibe, you know, like the way is trying to tell you something. Hmm. Can I can I suss this out a little bit? Can I like yeah. feel could I attune perhaps? <laughs> yes, you you could try to get in touch with to use game parlance. <laughs> yes, you could attune to the way to see if you could get a sense for what is causing you to have this this little glimmer. Okay. Oh, I didn't mark my stress for pushing myself earlier. Okay. Would there be would a devil's bargain make sense here? I'm not sure it would. I think just a plane. Yeah, I mean you could just go with the role as as is if you like. Or you could you could push yourself. I don't know that anyone could exactly assist you easily with this. Probably not. I think I'll just I'll just attune. What kind of is it risky, desperate, controlled? What are we looking at? Um pretty controlled right now. Okay. If if it's controlled, I think I'll just let it let it yeah, ride. I'd say it's controlled at standard effect right now. Okay. okay. Wow. Uh that is a one and a six. That's okay. Ooh. The game only cares about the six. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you are successful. You guys have seen Jester, I assume, attuned to the way before. So this is not abnormal to you. But Jester, you get a sense that there's some powerful artifact that is resonating with energy that's basically pulsing out through the way and, you know, that you're you're picking up on. So something ancient and powerful that must be pretty close by. I think we see like a sensor pop <laughs> up on Jester. <laughs> it just like starts flashing. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> hmm, interesting precursor artifacts do i get a sense for like how like the path to it 
and I guess the how that compares to the path to the AI core. Like, are they the same thing or is this some other thing? They seem to be very close okay. by, if not. Yeah. Okay. Crew, potential AI core is a precursor artifact. Proceed with caution. Thank you, Jester. Good job. <laughs> Pancake, no response. <laughs> Just like. Pancake's like, if it increases the risk level, he's excited. It, it seems potentially dangerous. Significant increase in risk level. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get ready, pancake. Okay, <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> Gird yourself. <laughs> no, I already did that. What does pancake girding himself look like? <laughs> well, you can't really tell because of the flabs; they cover everything. He definitely like girded himself before they went on the mission, and it's not something that anybody can see and forget. So he typically does it alone. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> So after that, which is totally normal for the crew, this is something that happens, you know, regularly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys make your way forward, you know, down a corridor towards where you're confident this powerful energy source is coming from. There is an obstacle in your way, however. You see there's basically a force field of this flashing red energy that looks like it would probably have a negative effect if you were to interact with it. Probably have to override that to get past. Well, this isn't my thing, so I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> just keep watch <laughs> you want to take a shot at this jester otherwise i guess we could have eldra pound that on it with a hammer would enjoy seeing that but yes there is a very obvious control panel and we could say for the sake of our world that this operates the same as doors in star wars where you can shoot to keep them shut or shoot to keep them open if you were so inclined <laughs> if you would like to use the uh mm-hmm. the sort of scrapping approach all right guys i'll give it my best shot Literally. <laughs> uh, I think I'll uh, <laughs> I think I'll actually use my hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's gonna hit it with her hammer. This seems unwise, but we'll do it. You don't have to do this if you want to do it this a different no. way. <laughs> no. Yeah. We'll scrap it. Okay. I'd say this is a little risky. And you think it could have standard effect. This has worked before on previous jobs. So not the first door, Eldra smash. No. Okay. Here we go. And do this straight up. Okay. okay. So you're going to be able to smash that door open since you rolled a four. There obviously will be some sort of negative complication or outcome. It could be some harm or there could be some other narrative downside. I'd be tempted to say that maybe there's some sparks that shoot back, causing some physical harm to Eldra, which might be what happened last time, unless you'd like to go in a different direction. Since I have already taken arm Mm -hmm. once i would like to activate my special armor okay yes yeah so you have armor you you also can resist any of these negative effects if you'd like to use a resistance roll oh how does that work we haven't had a lot of negative effects you guys have done really well (laughs) or done devil's bargains so if you choose to resist something you automatically succeed and we redefine what happened in the narrative but you roll to see how much stress it reduces so, because it will cost you stress unless you roll high. So, I can pull that up. I think that for now, I'll just burn the special armor. Okay. That's a good use of armor. Oh, no. Never mind. I can't do that. I oh, you can't? Uh, so, I will roll to reduce you. Okay. Uh, how do I do that? What would that be? Just a fortune roll? Or? So, since this is a like a physical effect in this case that we defined, it would be a prowess roll because that's sort of your, your physical abilities. So, you'd be able to click that on your sheet. Okay. No bonus dice? Nope. Straight up. Five. Use the highest roll to resist it. Which was a five. 
And I'm just trying to make sure I did the right thing for calculating like how much stress that would cost. On the uh, roll, it says suffer six stress minus the highest die result. There you so go. Suffered one. Yeah, because you rolled great. You know, honestly, that's not bad. I'll take it. <laughs> well, I didn't know the stakes were six stress. I made it made some different decisions, but it turned out okay. <laughs> you rolled great. Yeah. yeah, thank you for checking that. So you're going to be able to resist the effect. You just take a little stress, but you don't suffer any physical harm because you just narratively. Okay. This exact thing happened before and you remembered it and just avoided getting hit by any sparks that shot out of the panel after you smashed it. Yeah, like we said, this isn't the first yeah. time. <laughs> You're like, oh, right. Last time I, I didn't dodge it. So this time I did. Yeah. Pancake's like, this is awesome. Remember that last time where you were in hospital for like a week after you did this? <laughs> yes, Pancake. How could I forget? <laughs> All right. So the force field is lowered. You're able to continue forward. Okay. At this point, you're starting, Jester, to feel almost like weird pieces of messages like like little bits of text that seem to pop into your brain but they're not from your brain things like free me trapped help news <laughs> that seem to be like filtering through almost more through the way than through any sort of digital communication no one else is picking up on this right now I was expecting pop-up ads <laughs> <laughs> those pop up too but <laughs> <laughs> yeah subscribe hnn <laughs> when every time it's it's referenced but you guys are getting pretty close to the actual like ai control module if it's if we're fans of star wars there has to be some scene where you walk across catwalks over large reactor shafts right that have no reason for existing besides drama so i would say at that point you're out of the closed corridors you're walking on a catwalk and you see that you're about to enter a large chamber where there's like a single glowing orb in the center mm -hmm. that is putting out like energy pulses. And when you look, you see it almost like streams of data are being pulled into it from, from every direction as if it's synthesizing all this information. Mm -hmm. What would you guys like to do? Well, that's pretty. <laughs> Can I tell if like, I mean, I assume this is the source of the disruptions in the way. It, it seems, it seems like it. Yeah. It definitely is giving you okay. weird artifact vibe energies that, that are resonating within your, your senses. Can I try to attune to it to talk to it? Sure. <laughs> this seems appropriately dangerous and ill-conceived of a plan. You've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will attune and I would hear a devil's bargain here. I feel like there could be some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you're so compromised already. Like the gesture you started this adventure with is not the gesture you're leaving with in any way, shape, or form. Okay, Devil's Bargain. A any suggestions for what could be the sacrifice that Jester's making here? It's hard to know what's appropriate given I don't really we don't really understand what this thing is yet, but Yeah, I would say it's a rather significant scale, so it probably would need to be something rather impactful. Mm. We think this is the AI core mm -hmm. that you're attuning mm -hmm. with. What we have two two or three gambits sitting now. Yep. There was a six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got I believe you have three gambits. I'm down okay. to burn a gambit. Okay, so you could burn a gambit. So you could do that instead of a devil's bargain, or you could also do a devil's bargain. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll just I'll do a gambit. Okay. We'll use one gambit. That's what they're there for. So good. Yeah. I I agree. I feel like J Jester might be too compromised <laughs> with another devil's bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Is this risky, desperate? I'd say it's pretty risky at this point. It's like something okay. desperate. Nothing bad is happening to you at this moment, but this is a rather risky move. Yeah. And the effect? I'll say standard. Okay. One bonus dice. 
Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No. Okay, so we gotta talk about the effect, and then you have to decide if you want to resist it. Yes. I think it's definitely gonna have a, a resolve based effect. So something, you know, with your your sense of self, <laughs> because that is what is mm-hmm. on the line right now. I would say it's it's you are unable to connect with it and communicate with it because I think it probably overwrites Jester or part of Jester or something like that. Or if that's that might be a bit extreme, I'm open to other suggestions. Um, I just want to break in here real quick because I don't know if we said it, but <laughs> Quinn just rolled a two. If anyone. Oh yeah, sorry, we didn't say the role. Thank you for saying that. Yes, yes. yes. Thank sorry. you for catching Should that. Have been assumed. I that's it was a one, a one, and a two. Yeah, the highest so that, that was that was a two. We were all overwhelmed, and that's why yes. we didn't say it. The, yeah. Things have been going so well. There's been so many yes. fours and fives <laughs> and sixes. Uh, it was bound to happen. Yep. Okay, I think I'm going to resist that. I would like to resist being overwritten. Um, I'm willing to let a lot happen to my character, but not that. Okay, so that would be a resolve roll for you to see how much okay. uh, you can resist. Do I just click resolve? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. the way shall guide me. <laughs> so you rolled two sixes, which not only means that does not happen. You have no stress, <laughs> but you also reduce just you just clear another stress that you already had. Oh dang! <laughs> I like to imagine that like the the AI core was like overpowering Jester. Mm-hmm. Jester was like, F no, heck no, <laughs> just pushes I forth strong in the way. <laughs> yeah, mm. exactly. I think there's a moment of like being overwritten, and then. Kind of using the like channels and currents of way, I think all of this force is just shunted out. So like, there's kind of like a massive, not physical nova, but like like visible nova mm-hmm. way energy around the station that just pushes out a ripple. <laughs> yeah, that, that is just echoing forth. I think probably everyone senses it a little bit. It's unsettling at best. So you're not currently in communication with the AI core, and yeah. it's not exactly antagonized, but it's you definitely feel like it. It's desperate, like it's trying to find a way out. That was a mistake. Do not attempt to meld with the object. <laughs> so uh, how do we go about uh, broadcasting this? Pancake looks around, and there's there's like a little panel over to the side that has a series of like drives for every sort of old fashioned technology you might want to upload. A little like override broadcast switch. Seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's put the disc in there and then go for it. Okay. So you put the disc in and it starts playing first because it's asking you to confirm the override so you can see the, the information that's on it. It's actually like a video recording of the Neon Citizen gang. It has that very like home movie style of vibe to it. Like it's shot on like a handheld device. So, you know, everything kind of moves around a lot. It's it's not um, professionally done, but it's got heart. Uh, so it includes, you know, them talking about their message of personal freedom, down with authority, you know, anti-system police. It also includes like a little bit on like, uh, you know, their support of hacktivism and, and, and freeing, you know, those who have been controlled and that sort of thing. So overall, the message sounds pretty, pretty palatable. It's not like professionally done, but seems legit. It's okay. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Get their best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Scrappy. I like it. (laughs) All right. So are you going to go ahead and upload the message, which you are understanding will override whatever the other broadcast is on the HNN right now on the news network and basically preempt the current programming. That's what you were asked to do. But 
So before I do this, Jester, is there anything you want to add to this file before I uh, flip the switch? Mm. I mean, as long as we send their broadcast, we've committed, we've done our job, mm-hmm. right? They did get a little finicky earlier. I mean, I think I think Jester would be happy enough of like freeing a bunch of Urbots here and you know sort of broadcasting through through his own broadcast, a, sort of a, a message of uprising and like don't let the hegemony control these Urbots. I will mention you do still have that camera if you were so inclined to to further uh, because your message hasn't really been made explicit to the masses. If that's, I think, what your suggest- pancake is suggesting, like, hey, we're already here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's. Why not? Let's. Well, cause okay. some <laughs> well, guys, here's the thing. They already called kind of concerned about the message we sent earlier, and I'm a little bit worried about the payout. If we tack on our own message, maybe we could do something later or put it on a delay. I just so long as we get. Ooh, yeah, yeah, okay. Delayed recording or delayed like release. I like it. Okay, we're gonna dominate this news cycle anyway. <laughs> I really think that we got you know our information out there. Okay, are you making this recording right now in front of the AI core, which is just like weirdly pulsing, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, all for right, sure. Jester. <laughs> okay. Is your message sort of building on what you've learned throughout the day? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like the hegemony doesn't want you to hear our stories. The hegemony doesn't want you to question the system that they have built, the system that ensures that Urbots don't have the right to vote, that they don't have the right to exist in society as fully functioning members. It's time to rise up, Urbots. Hell yeah! Pancake yells from the background. (laughs) Eldra, do it for the children. <laughs> My children, specifically. Oh, yeah. We've got, like, I think, like, we come together as a team, like, almost like PSA style. <laughs> like, just all of these messages together. Little ring, the more you know, sort of thing yeah. goes across the screen. Exactly. Excellent. So you put that to go out after the paid message. Okay. Can we set it to delay so that it, like, like after the hack message like there's a, a gap before the next message goes out so that they still pay us yeah <laughs> yeah i think so i think we might need to roll for that just to make sure it's going to work out perfectly right the goal is to get your message out but not disrupt your employers <laughs> you know by tacking yeah. on yeah yeah let's see who would like to attempt this and, and how are you approaching it is this a pancake attempt i feel like it has to be a hacking attempt so it probably shouldn't be pancake unless it's a rig attempt actually i could physically rig something to trigger it again in a different spot. You could certainly, yeah, you could go that route. You've got plenty of parts on you to put together something. And it's like a hardware system. Like this is not digital in the yeah. same way. So yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah. So I'll do a rig roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a rig roll. Jester will assist. Ooh, I have an assist. Okay. So what uh, position am I at? I think this is, it's a little desperate. Yeah. So I think desperate and then, or risky. Sorry, I said the wrong. I think this is a little risky. I think you'd have standard effect. In effect. Yeah, I think Jester's just helping you, like, whatever the rig is, he's just helping you out. Okay. Take one stress for Jester for that. Yep. This really influences how we get paid. Is everybody okay with you spending our second gambit on this? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay, so my highest roll was a five. So that means you're going to succeed. The, the message will be set. It will go out on a delay. It will not disrupt your payment in any way. But there's going to be a downside. I'm not sure which direction to go with with this uh, with this consequence uh, with the the harm that this might cause. Are there any suggestions for for what this could do to complicate the story? Could it 
like could only part of our met like a garbled message goes out that kind of like maybe muddles the meaning a little bit oh yeah could could do that yeah that's good did you have a suggestion stace no i was thinking that i think that's better i was just thinking like maybe the neon gang citizen Citizen? yeah the neon citizen gang would just like be like we'll never hire them again but (laughs) that's good too i'm i'm good with the the garbled i like it so we know what you recorded what actually gets transmitted and this will be of course after the message goes out and everything from the neon citizen is it just like words are dropped or i mean i could see it either being like it's only the first half so it's mostly railing against the hegemony (laughs) and like only a little bit of the actual message goes out so like it's still there but maybe it's not as influential or it could just be that it looks super unprofessional because it's like bits are like missing and so it's like well we got the message but like who are these jokers perhaps when you were videoing it like you all stood in front of the camera but it was actually pointed at like the ground or something like that or you know like off center <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. thumb was over the the viewfinder whatever the the effect was so you're all like very obscured so the audio is good but it's very strangely made. yeah i like that yeah and it, since it's less than 1g on the station as we've established pancake is probably moaning in the background since there isn't something else attracting his attention <laughs> so there's just there's just this sad moaning <laughs> that's like over the track of him like we must rise up it's like yeah oh. <laughs> i think that's good production okay. quality is low message is solid production quality is not not what you had hoped but overall worth trying and you're going to get paid for it so uh as this is happening you you guys are you've got everything all set you feel like your job's complete you get a little ping uh eldra from from your bot children yes engage with hostile forces all clear now <laughs> oh good job everyone they grow up so fast <laughs> send them some positive reinforcement you would suspect that perhaps they've dealt with some situation but whatever it is it might not be over there might be more but they're okay right now with their mission to protect themselves in the ship and the elders will definitely pass it on. They're like, okay, if we're done here, we should get back. They've engaged some hostile forces at the shuttle. Oh, cool. Good times. Yeah. Right I on time. That. Okay, let's go. It's all coming together, Pancake. <laughs> yeah. Am I still hearing these, like, way snippets of, like, help? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yes. like, trapped? It, we were a little distracted because you were focusing on your message. But as you're yeah. leaving, I'd say you pick up for more of, like, don't leave me. <laughs> Sad. Sad way transmissions from the AI core. Jester stops as the three of us are like running out of the AI core. Can't leave it behind. Like rotates on his <laughs> axis and like starts going the other direction. How big is that core? Good question. I hadn't thought about it. Um, Generous pumpkin size. Oh. Oh, okay. It could be moved perhaps. It's sort of suspended in like a field right now, but it's not enormous well i would say if we were inclined then eldra's got some pretty good scramble she could try to find a way to get down there and get it okay so you want to just grab it and get out of dodge if jester thinks that best well so because jester i don't think has articulated this Mm. to the rest of the group so we have no idea that's true so what fair point as jester's like scooting back towards the ai core it is trapped against its will it doesn't want to be here Eldra, <laughs> it is another child. <laughs> Where, Jester? <laughs> Where is the child? <laughs> Point. The energy core. Yeah, like signals with one of a... Oh, that thing? It's alive. Well, it is sentient. You get a little message. Trapped. 
governor. Something about the governor. Okay. Looking at what I've got. Yeah. So your plan is to scramble down and just nab it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, because if you have any bonus dice you want to add, I'd say it's a little desperate. And I think it of standard effect. Like it is of a size that you can take it. It's This is not an impossible thing. Okay. I think that I will push myself. Okay. Or I could use unstoppable if you would consider this a, a, a phenomenal physical task. I would say so. Yeah. I think that's fair. You're okay. like jumping down to like a reactor, jumping across a reactor core area to like nab <laughs> an AI core and, and like swing back with it. So I think that is more than fair. Or standard for me. Okay. So you're going to be able to, to, to grab the AI core and make it back to the group because that was what you set out to do. But there's going to be a downside here because there's a complication. I want to say that maybe she drops her communicator with her children. <gasps> so you don't know what's happening with them. <gasps> well, it falls good. just bouncing off the sides of the of the shaft, falling all the way down. You hear a little boop of like there's an update, but you don't get to hear what it is. Yes. That's perfect. I love it. So you make it back with the new child. <laughs> all right. We got to move. Yes, let's go. How are you carrying this thing she's just carrying it <laughs> just, she's just like it's double armed okay atlas on the back i mean if it's just large pumpkin i think she would just be carrying it with both hands i will yeah. say if you grab this though there are gonna be some some alarms starting to go off which you would have suspected but you're on your way out anyways you were you were done here your your stuff is all set it's good to go and you guys i assume are beelining it back to the shuttle oh yeah as you guys get back there, you see like a bit of smoke clearing from what looks like it was a large firefight around your ship. None of your children are harmed, partly because we decided out of game that we we're not going to harm any children. I assume that it also includes robot children. <laughs> 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 but anyways, they don't seem to be harmed. But you do see that the bots that lie lifeless before have this insignia of the governor family crest, which you've seen before because you've had some run-ins with some of the governor's troops. Gonna get some heat. Right. Possibly. <laughs> Let's go. Here. All clear <laughs> from, from your bots as the, the, as the <laughs> dust settles. <laughs> Eldra just runs by with the pumpkin going, all right, children, and we're running. We're running. <laughs> Let's go. All right. What is Pancake doing? I think he's going to try a similar approach where he's going to try to shoot along close to the station. Less so much on the stealthy side. Definitely, well, a little bit. He doesn't necessarily want to make it obvious which where he's going. But again, his focus is on them risking the station. Obviously, at this point, you're going to see a little like message on display. This shuttle has been stolen. Please return it to its authorized user appearing on your little display. But I'm assuming that does not change your plan. No, no, not unless it's actually locking me out of systems. Okay, good. Nope, it's not stopping you right now. It's just politely asking you not to steal it. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is just a helm? Yes. <laughs> okay, so position is... It's risky, I would say, and standard. Okay, and I'll entertain a devil's bargain. Okay, interesting. I don't know where to go with this. We've, we have so much interesting narrative complication already, but not so much for Pancake. So sorry. Did it have to do with our other ship? Oh, we have to figure out what to do with the other ship? Do you lose? You don't lose your other ship. I mean, Pancake wants the shuttle. So maybe it gets, if it, on a success, it would get us there, but it would be <gasps> coasting in. Oh, so like the engine's gone or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you survive, but the shuttle does not. 
in all of its glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Does that sound fair to you? Okay. Okay. Sounds fair to me. We've determined the best devil's bargains are where you sacrifice something. Whoa! Double sixes! Critical success! Oh, <laughs> okay, so it doesn't change the effect of your devil's bargain. You're going to lose. Like, you're going to make it all the way along the station without getting harmed or anything. But the we'll say the shuttle gets deactivated. Like, the, the system that asked you politely to return it from being stolen has powered off all of the systems and, like, got into lockdown. But you're going to make it back to your ship. Because you have a critical success, you get some additional positive benefit. But what would be a good addition for Pancake from this experience? I would say security has not figured out, like, that I was heading to the, to our ship. Like, there's still confusion Okay, so they've locked you out, but they don't know where you are. Yeah. Okay. I think that sounds good. So you're able to dock with your own ship and offload all children, including the large AI core, which is being hugged by Eldra, and and make it onto your ship. And then I'll probably, sadly, since I know it's completely disabled, like with a tear going down my cheek, like (laughs) disconnect the shuttle and let it start floating away into space. Do you say anything or just let it go? No, he just kind of looks at it and in sadness, and he turns to Jester and says, "Man, that could have been my own like my own like little zero g space. It would have been awesome. I know we will get you another governor shuttle. <laughs> Those seats were so comfy like don't like that like it was comfy like now, and I'm pretty sure it would have been comfy at high g too like it was Jester." Makes a mental note to get Pancake some really nice plush seats <laughs> for the Raven next time they dock somewhere where they're not horribly wanted. Yeah, you will. I know we're, we're only playing the one shot right now, but you would definitely take significant heat from this job <laughs> with with at least in this sector. All right. But at this point, you are back on the ship. You are with your children. You have not been detected yet, but you now know that there is a presence from the governor that is here. That is looking for a lost shuttle. So what is your plan to make it back planet side to receive your cred? Okay, so definitely going to undock, engage the cloaking device, and try to get back down without anybody noticing us. Okay, that would be another helm. Last one was great, so. Okay. Does the cloaking device give us anything? I will say that it'll be risky, but you'll get great effect if you're successful because of the cloaking device. So can I do my leaf on the wind, which means I'll spend three stress total to get plus one effect and plus one die? Yeah, certainly. So you're like, this is my moment. Watch how I soar. So you said risky. Mm -hmm. And great effect. And then so the effect would go up to, well, you said great effect. So now it's extreme. Yes. I forgot. (laughs) Thank you for catching me. (laughs) So that's a bonus die for the... Mm -hmm. No! (laughs) 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 You did everything right, but the dice have betrayed you. (laughs) So Pancake sits in the seat, makes the speech similar to the I am Oliva would watch how I soar sort of thing, engages the cloaking device. You're going to make a beeline back to the Neon Citizen headquarters to get payment. When immediately I would say you get caught in a tractor beam from the governor's real ship, which has just come into space nearby. Would you like to resist that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to resist mm-hmm. that. So I resist it with prowess? Uh, yeah, it's it with prowess. So it's just a so- roll on its own then, right? 
And we'll see what your eyes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Critical success. <laughs> Every time you guys roll poorly, you immediately roll an amazing <laughs> yeah. resistance roll. So two. We recover well. Yeah. So two sixes. So you don't suffer any stress and you get to remove another stress and clear it. Yes. So that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. Instead, you know, you get all set <laughs> to do your, do your thing. There's no ship to stop you. <laughs> or maybe maybe it's that it for a moment, like before the cloaking device hits us, the traction beam grabs us, mm-hmm. and I'm able to like steer us out of it just enough to get out of range, and mm-hmm. then cloak, and then they can't find us. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That that I think that's good. That's your way out. Split second, mm-hmm. last minute escape. Just a, <gasps> I would say, and then everyone clapped all the little little bots. <laughs> give give me a little golf claps. <laughs> It's support. Pancake is moaning. His eyes are rolling back in his head. He's so happy right now. <laughs> As you just you just book it down to the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you wanted. <laughs> this is where you make your getaway. Even though he doesn't need to, he's pushing the speed a little bit just to get a little bit more G. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, which is uncomfortable for everybody else. But you know, it's showing his cheekbones finally start to show up in his face. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Eldra, you're just holding on to the AI core. I think that, yeah, there was no real time, right? We it just, just happened. Right off. Yeah. Yeah. She's still holding. Yeah. Okay. You start to feel like a, like a connection to it. Not, not so much emotional, more like, like mental. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, she's had a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not feeling something we're feeling responsible for its care. You've already got plenty to worry about. No, instead, uh, you start to get a, a message from it like it's like it's connected to you now that you've been holding it for some time and almost like it's away from something that might have been suppressing it it sends you a little message that you hear like telepathically basically inside your brain it's like thank you for saving me oh you're welcome certainly you know and welcome to the uh raven this will be your new home <laughs> i think though that i should introduce you to jester he is kind of he does the way, you know what I mean? He does the way. So maybe you should talk to him. Um, you know, let, let me go and reintroduce you. I think you've met. Okay, so you go and introduce the Agor again to Jester now that he's free from the suppressive field that was preventing him from communicating properly. Uh, this is much nicer. Uh, it says, I'm sorry, I was desperate. I was taken there and forced to synthesize large amounts of data from many sources and then to corrupt that data sometimes it is okay you are free now <laughs> who's holding it right now because it's like just like a like a whole like a sphere <laughs> so or it's just rolling around on the floor i think eldra would have tried to hand it off or just like secured it in a seat or something you strapped it in with a seat belt <laughs> the ai core is just strapped in <laughs> i think that's more than fair uh, yeah yeah it's in a rear-facing seat yeah yeah i think that's good yep <laughs> So uh, you you make it back to, you know, the headquarters of the Neon Citizen. They didn't even actually really notice your second message. They like heard a little bit about it, but they're really hyped about their message. They're like having a party. Things are great. You know, they're letting you ride around their hover bikes. Like everything is going pretty grand for them. Like in a way, they kind of thought you weren't going to do it, which is why they checked in. So <laughs> kind of blown away. Oh, it actually happened. <laughs> but you guys, you know, mm-hmm. you get paid. It would be, I think, two cred each. So. Our nice. job well done. Is there anything else you would want to add? I know we're not doing full downtime, but just, I guess, any epilogue or anything to close out the adventure for how things go for your characters with the uh, the discoveries you made along the way? Well, I can say what Eldra's doing while the other... Let's hear that, yeah. Yeah, Eldra's definitely like in the hold with her new bots and her small animals 
that she has been sheltering until she can get them planet side somewhere they belong. So let's like they say like she offloaded like several rats yeah. onto the, you know, but she has others that go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. She's introducing them to the bots and like just checking on everything and be like, this is your new bot, bot. This is, you know, fluffy. So I hope you can be friends. And like, she's just doing that in the hold. Maybe teaching them to do some like light caretaking, you know? Yeah, help help sort of divide the labor because it's a lot taking care of that many animals, especially when they are on from very specific planets. Yes, this is fluffy. She poops a lot. You have to come behind <laughs> her and clean it up. You know, I haven't gotten her litter trained, so. <laughs> yep, I think that's perfect. How about pancake? Pancake. I mean, downtime for pancake is always a little dull. Um, his he is basically while other people are doing downtime, like he's looking for excuses to take the ship up on his own and go low G whenever he can, because he lives for that moment of it being almost the point where his body can't take it anymore. And then coming back into the ship where the artificial gravity is, but that's basically what he does. I mean, for the most part, he is just looking for the next opportunity to do something wild. There's some amazing things going on. I mean, it's, he's happy that Eldra has her bots. He's happy that Jester has the, beginnings of his maybe revolution but for the most part pancake is just focused on what's the next time he gets to push himself to the limit well jester did say he'd get him a governor's shuttle is that like that a job that would be in the works getting a a really high-end shuttle or something of that kind for his personal space well pancake isn't big on planning for that stuff in that way but what pancake is already doing is reviewing aftermarket add-ons for that model of shuttle so he's plotting out like how he would decorate mm-hmm. it, what's the not street legal but awesome mods he could make to it in order to there. And it's like this huge list that there's no way he'll be able to afford it, but he still has this huge list of things <laughs> he's going to do when he gets a governor shuttle again. Excellent. All right. And Jester with his newfound, not that he wasn't supporting Freedom Verbots before, but he really, it sounds like, is strongly motivated now. Yeah, definitely leaned into that. There's a scene of Jester like, planet side somewhere in like a really classic star wars cantina wretched hive of scum (laughs) and villainy at a table and there's a dice game indulging in his gambling vice Mm -hmm. and there's like you know a a tense moment and then you know the the dice come up in his favor and he wins a pair of really high-end seats cushions akin to the the ones from the governor and then i think there's just a scene of jester and the ai core like in Maybe not the hold, because Eldra's in the hold of the ship, but some other part of the ship with kind of like a galaxy map. And off to the side, there's like a small hard drive and a partially finished uh, Urbot model for Yvonne. Aww. That's awesome. That's so heartwarming. I think that's a great spot to end it. Thank you guys so much. This was great. Yeah, this was awesome. It was so much fun. It was unexpected at so many turns. The dice definitely kept things interesting. Thank you all for leaning in on, you know, some of the ridiculous scenarios and working so well with each other. (laughs) (laughs) 
The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2020. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.